Gotcha. All right, good. So uh, we're just going to get started. Ahmed, do you want to start us off real quick? I can start you off. So welcome, ladies and no gentlemen, to the first episode of KTCG. So I don't know if you guys know what KTCG stands for, you know, keep the conversation going. And our mission is to basically, you know, find topics that people don't really talk about or are uncomfortable to talk about, and especially like day-to-day situations. And so we try to like, you know, pinpoint those hard-hitting conversations and try to bring it into a group discussion so people can, you know, feel passionate about talking amongst their family, friends, maybe peers of different sorts, colleagues, bosses, whoever that may be. And so our mission is just to, you know, respect one another, don't bash people. And that means for the speakers as well, no hate speech, no like discriminative language or vernacular. We try to like keep everyone inclusive, but at the same time, be straight with your, you know. So we can't say black men hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're, we're, diving into that topic <laughs> but you can't just be like black man and trash and you don't have like your explanation gotcha explanation and stuff like that so yeah welcome to the first episode we can wrap it up you know jimmy's has been thinking about this for a while and it took uh it took us a while to like get everything organized so uh i hope you guys enjoy the episode i don't know yeah the founder has something to say no i mean i'm just really appreciative that you guys agreed to come on the episode and I honestly just can't wait to see where this conversation goes. Um, you know, the next episode after this is part two and you're still going to want to tune into that one because it won't be females. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a part two with uh, only guys and they're going to be sort of like reacting to your explanations and arguments. So if you guys can bring out any argument that you have, so we can make that second episode. Yeah, a real punchline. <laughs> All right, so we're just, Hamid, I think you should explain to them where you kind of thought of this topic. What um, what ignited you to you know, get this going? So to basically be completely honest, we were thinking of like starting off with uh, like police brutality and like more serious topics. But I feel like in order to get a more uh, general view of our flow and how like we want to capture the discussion, I feel like more lighter, quote to say, conversations, especially about like between men and women or amongst men or amongst women, and like about social topics that we believe to be, you know, almost petty, but, you know, it can really affect the lives of, you know, Black people in general. So I feel like we captured our discussion and capture our flow that that would make us tackle the more serious topics later in the future more effectively and you know thoroughly so these social commentary topics would be important in terms of like you know seeing how people you know like to speak or their point of view and stuff like that yeah and Hamid came up with this great idea of talking about black men are trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're literally gonna jump and start this conversation. So I'm gonna ask the whole panel, it doesn't matter if you all want an answer or if some of you want to answer, in your opinion, what exactly does black men are trash mean? And we can go popcorn star or whoever would like to go first can go first. 
so you can raise your hand. Can we just can we just put out a disclaimer real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go I'm ahead. Not, I'm true. not sexist. <laughs> I'm not misogynistic. <laughs> and um and please don't take all of the things that I'm going to say today. <laughs> um, you know, don't be offended, guys. But I am gonna, you know, get some stuff off my chest. Thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> but right go ahead. first. <laughs> Another disclaimer, <laughs> right? So when we say like black men, we don't mean all, mm-hmm. right? It's never like all. We know that like uh, you like you guys have individual circumstances and all that. Like it's never all. Like we can't say like, the whole race. Okay. Another disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Naya, any disclaimer that you want to add on or? No, not really. I don't sugarcoat anything. So <laughs> if it's honest, it's honest. Okay. Okay. Okay mess with that Who would like- i just want to hear it in your comment session and be like not all men <laughs> lady a she's been going off and i don't really like her right now <laughs> don't worry we'll be writing that down in the comment section all right zakia would you like to start off? sure um so what exactly does black men or trash mean to me mm-hmm. um I feel like it kind of is just talking more so on like actions Mm -hmm. and behaviors of men or how they treat women. Um, That's kind of why or how I feel like the phrase was um, birthed. But like trash is something that's usually not good, dirty, or you no longer have value for it. So it's kind of funny that we're (laughs) in a way saying, you know, we don't value black men because of yeah. A, B, and C, or whatever experience um, women have been with or ha- have encountered with Black men. So I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of what it means to me. It's just more so on like behaviors, not you as a whole, but like what you like, how you treat, how you talk to <laughs> women. Um, I could speak in general in all women, but it, especially Black women. It's just so funny that Black men treat Black women so crazy and like you, you come from black women like mm-hmm. um but yeah that's kind of what it means to me it, it, it's a it's just a funny phrase i don't know <laughs> it's very funny to say okay. it's not like yeah. you dirty old you just look dirt black men are dirty <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but, you bring up an absolutely great point anybody? yeah but you know anyone else want to jump in <laughs> would like to go next in terms of like describing their idea of what black men are so i have to agree with that girl key (laughs) (laughs) uh just like what she said like when something it's not valuable to you you try you put it in trash right Mm -hmm. if it doesn't bring you joy or happiness or it doesn't complement with what you're doing in life or what you need in life you gotta throw it out if it's bad for you you have to throw it out. And like she said, um, in certain situations and circumstances, the way that black men have treated black women or even the whole black community, like we could include the LGBT community, all of that, the way they are Amen treated, <laughs> the way they are treated, like you treating us as we are not equal parts, right? Like, so, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you. Thank right. you for that, Annie. Denia. 
Um, to me, it would be like um, black men are trash. Like, honestly, when you think of black men, you don't think of them being with black women or even, you know, uplifting the black women. You always think of the man just, you know, oh, I don't need black women. Oh, 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 she's so bad. Like, she's so ghetto, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like, if you're always being degraded by your own race in whatever uh, other like opposite gender, you're gonna be like, okay, well, they're trash. I'm not even gonna talk to them. I'm not even gonna try to associate with them. Yeah. And it's like the black woman always wants to uplift the black man, but it's completely different when you want the black man to uplift you. It's like, kind of like, why should I uplift someone who doesn't want to uplift me? Who doesn't want to see me do better? It's kind of like that. So why would I even associate myself with you or even try to say, oh, you know what? I love the black man. No, you don't, because guess what? They're trash. Plain and simple. So, okay, okay. Well, Maya, it's good that you you kind of you know brought us to that point, and I like that we're actually looking at the words that we're using in this language, right? So, black men, and Zaki already went through into it, and she talked about the word trash. What does the word trash mean, and the way that they're we are equating that to black men in general, right? And so, yeah, we'll continue to talk about that, right? Because I don't think anyone has actually thought about those terms and really looked at what those definitions mean when you put them together right, right? Mm-hmm. but um and like but in hindsight do we really mean it like we say the like we say it like oh black men are trash but do we really mean it because if they no longer hold value to us why are we so mad uh, about interracial relationships or couples like so there's still something there that attracts us to black men although you know at times we feel like, you know, they, they, they are soda. They're garbage. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting point you, like, that's an interesting point you brought up. I mean, for me, hearing that, like, at first I was just like, okay, it doesn't really apply to me. But I had to really reflect on, like, whether or not I treated Black women the way that they say they've experienced in the past. And I'm glad to say that I've never really had that particular behavior, but it always felt like I might one day be included in that like general term. And so I had to basically wonder and like discover what makes black men in general like unvaluable or like is it the way we are and the way we treat other people that we don't really our ideologies or like our beliefs. Or is it simply the way we just treat women, especially the women that look like us, the women that fight for us? Why do we choose to treat women the way we choose to? And I feel like it's interesting if we decide to like pick apart that maybe it's coming from like not having a father in our lives, or maybe it's like the way your father treated your mom. Maybe he beat her. Maybe he talked down on her all the time. And then you internalize and probably maybe, okay, maybe this is how I get a girl in the future. I just have to be mean and disgusting and like maybe that attracts me, right? And so I would say the questions that we have for the rest of the podcast would delve into that type of, you know, discussion. Um, just, I'm gonna kind of like, just put a something crazy out there, but it's funny that you say that, but cause I was looking, I was on Instagram and I had came across like this post and it was like, oh, it's scary how men treat you after they don't like you or attracted to you anymore. So we're talking about how 
you know, some Black men and how their behaviors and how they talk to us, etc. Like, we don't see the value in that, but why do men treat women like, like trash <laughs> once they no longer um, see value in them? Mm. Okay. Is that is that your question for like right now? Yeah, yeah. That, I'm just throwing it out there. But, um, um. For me, I would see maybe it's like there has to be, especially comparing to that, I would say man, right? He probably, his ego is probably overbearing. And like, he's been surrounding by his boys that's been telling him, you know, bitches this, bitches that. And like, if we don't see women as equals, I feel like that fuels that type of behavior, you know? So like, you obviously have to imagine a woman is lower than you if you're going to go ahead and proceed oh like i don't like her well i gotta treat her you know maybe that comes from a place of jealousy or a place of like um i don't know just complete disregard because maybe he's never been told that that's not the way you treat women in the first place yeah that's right look at you look at my look at my black brother out here (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> you know, standing up and representing for the Black Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anybody else? Would anybody else like to chime in about Zekia's question? I don't know, Janine. If not, it's it's okay because Naya brought us into a nice segue when she already started to discuss her stance on Black men are trash, right? And so we're just going to open the floor right now. And this is a part of our disclaimer, right? Just, you know, just to, this is how you feel. And that's fine. Your stance on this. Do you actually believe that Black men are trash or not? Or are you in the middle? Are you smack in the middle? And... Is that a question for all? Sorry. Yes, of course. No, I don't believe that Black men are trash. I cannot believe that Black men are trash. Like, I can't, I can't say that because I have... It's going to sound corny, but like I know a lot of Black men that do protect Black women mm-hmm. that are definitely not trash. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a Black son, and I refuse to be like, well, I'm in the future, in the future, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not now, but I know like in the future, I might have a Black son, and I would never say my Black son is trash, mm-hmm. just like my Black daughter is trash, because I do believe that like words... Um, come into like actuality right so if like people have constantly tell you that you are trash you're going to start believing that you are trash right so like i totally don't agree that black men are trash i believe that um media portrays yes (laughs) as black men as being trash Mm -hmm. and not being like loyal not having like the characteristics that we want to see in men that we date and raise, right? Like the loyalty, mm-hmm. being providers. I'm not saying like you have to provide everything, but being capable of providing, protecting my physical and emotional being, my mental well-being. Like that's part of it. Um, and I do see potential as black men as a whole that they can do it. Mm-hmm. But I do know that it's a lot of obstacles that prevent y'all from doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So. Y'all not trash sometimes, but not completely. The champions, the champions that be on Instagram and Facebook saying black men don't cheat will definitely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they made shirts and everything now. They they be going hard. 
Um, but uh, uh, Annie makes some great points. I'm kind of in the middle though, but more so towards towards no, mm-hmm. because like Annie mentioned, like these, I have black brothers, I have black cousins, black family that's males, you know, a black dad. So, um, but I do feel like just black men's behavior is very trash like <laughs> um and but we have to ask ourselves like where does this learned behavioral stem from and mm-hmm. kind of going back to what Ahmed was saying like not having that father figure or seeing just that toxic behavior um from your father mm-hmm. and your mother's relationship things like that so unfortunately it can be portrayed that oh this man is just trash in his actions or, or whatever the case may be but um we have to also push like black a lot of black men do protect women <laughs> like, they do nourish and uplift women um so there's there's kind of yeah it's like 50 50 for me yeah okay thank you for that yeah. naya you take us away and then i'll say my splurge <laughs> okay um I'm kind of like Zakia. Oh, should I say that? Oh, God. Okay, let me take that back. <laughs> um, I agree with her, but it's just like, for me, I've grown up around a lot of, well, not a lot of men, but the men I grew up, grew up around, it's kind of hard for me to believe that they aren't trash because most of them have become trash. Like, it's just the behavior. Like, you can treat me good, but the next female that you see outside, it's like, oh, she's a different story. Like, she's still Black. I don't care what no one says. If she's a black woman, I should be treated the same exact way. Mm. That's just that. As for like father figures, it's kind that's also hard. Like for me, I don't have a real father figure. I mean, I do, but it's not my real father. So it's kind of hard for me to even think of a man treating me right if my own father couldn't even treat me right or treat my mother right. So yeah, some aren't trash, but for me, it's like in in this generation, it's hard for me to even believe that there are real men growing up with real fathers, with real mothers, teaching them how to maneuver through the world and treat, and just how to treat people in general. Like it's, just, it's not just black women, but to just treat people in general, like as human beings, it's kind of hard for me to even see that happening. So yeah. Can I chime in really quickly? Uh, Cause Naya definitely brings up a great point about just how some men like, have this understanding like, oh yeah, you're good. I could treat you well, but some random or some other female on the street, I can't. And, you know, just stemming from like, I have male friends that exhibit this kind of behavior. You're like, oh, Key, you cool, you my sis. And then the way that they talk or, you know, degrade other women, it's just like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm gonna have to put you in your place. Like, if that's how you think of that woman, like I can only imagine what you really think of me. I think you both bring up like great points and I'm glad Zakia, I'm a Zakia, yeah, sorry. I'm just gonna do that. Um, I'm glad that you- know each other, y'all. Yeah. I'm glad that you check your male friends because we all need to start doing that. We all need to start checking our friends. Like as soon as they say anything like negative about black women or degrade black women, check Mm -hmm. your friend quickly. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be silent about that. But I'm 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 glad you brought up that point, because yeah. we because we do that as women too. Like we are able to compartmentalize like good men, bad men in our lives, yeah. just like our male friends. Like 
oh, you're not like that hoe over there or that's out over there. You're different, right? Mm-hmm. Always like you're a different type of black woman. But no, like black women are, are, have many identities, right? We are complex. We are not all one thing. Like we all don't fit into this one category. Mm-hmm. Yes, I might want to like twerk, but also I have a degree. You know what I mean? Like we are complex. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Amen yeah, that. of course. So we need to <laughs> For real. Just, we need to start checking our male friends. Just like we have, I'm going to put in this, check your white friends too. Yeah. Like if a white person is like, you're not like that other black people, you're not like that other black person, you check that, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to bring Absolutely. that same energy into the black community too. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like the other black woman, check it. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, I am. Like, I, I can turn off and still be intelligent. Like, I don't understand. Mm. Like, I can use my ebonics and still go into a courtroom and slay or that conference mm-hmm. and slay. Like, so check your friends because it starts with us. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could go on, Jimmy. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You, you, that was awesome. Like, you just took the, the conversation and amen in the back for, for real. <laughs> all right, we we clapping, we snapping, yeah. clapping. We just making music back here. Yeah. But um, you all of you know I'm related to Denai. That is my sister. Um, that's dear to my heart. And you know she brought up the whole fact about just being raised around black men who are not exhibiting the behaviors that we would expect, right? And I hold people to very high standards, especially my family. You know what that means. And so when she brings up the point of a father figure, like. We, we've been raised by our single mother for since now, even now, like that's just how it's been. And so when we see that, you know, your father did these things and how, how can you possibly find someone that's going to actually do the things that you need them to do? Right. It's like, this is where it's learned from. Like in my brain, I'm a, I've already been disappointed. I've already been shown what it means to have a black man who is trash in their family. Right. Like that is the, the initial reactor right there. Cause that's your first reaction with a man when you're born, that is your father. And then it's like, you, I can honestly say my brother, like my brother, not the best at what he does, but that is also another exhibitor, right? And then you can also come to the fact that I have a great uncle, y'all have met him. That man will go through hell and high water for anything for me and I. So like, then I have this nice, beautiful exhib- like exhibition of like, this is what it means to be th- like the beautifulness of a black man, right? And um, then it just goes into your relationships. So that's another aspect of it, right? The people that you give your body to and the people that you allow to come into your love life, that is also an important part of it, right? I don't remember any black man that I've let into my life that I've not been disappointed. Um, just the fact that, you know, I went into relationships and obviously that wasn't the best thing ever because that just continued to basically flourish the idea in my head that black men are trash. Um, meeting Hamed, he totally changed that like framework. And I mean, not to say that I didn't give up on that aspect of that black men can be what they need to be, right? Show people their true worth, but he actually made that foundation of that idea in my head just completely disappear, right? Um, I guess it also does stem from, right? The experience that you have with your family, the experiences that you have in relationships, and just the experiences that you have in, in general, like those will alter the way that you think about black men being trash, right? Um, and you can bring up some wonderful points about, you know, just checking your friends. I mean, I don't have, I used to have a lot of male friends in high school, right? And they told me some stories, like 
you, you wouldn't imagine this, this one guy was like, yeah, you know, I, I've had sex with over like a hundred females. What? I don't care about your body count. I just want to know how you treated these women during that process and after that process, because when you do something to them, that also makes an impact on the next person that they're with, right? And that's how their brain is evolving. And then they're talking to their friends and they're like, oh, well, yeah, he did this to me. He did, man, girl, leave him alone. Like he's just trash. You see? And then they start giving you that language. So it's like, we do need to check these people. We need to, as soon as you cannot stay silent, that's the problem. We're not speaking up enough. You have to, no matter how embarrassed, how wrong it may sound in the moment, you need to say something because when you let it go, we, we get these types of conversations and it keeps happening and happening, right? And so that's, I'm glad you guys brought up these wonderful points. And Annie, I'm, I'm ready to see about, you know, opening up and telling these white men too, you know? I mean, because they want to date us, right? I'm gonna, you, you better start asking. <laughs> I kind of want to chime in a little bit too, like, um, Jim, you definitely make a great point about like just how we have perceived Black men from our interactions with them as well as our own relationships with them. And just looking at being in their shoes as well, their interactions with other Black men, their relationships, etc. But I am sick of the ones that use it as an excuse as well, like, oh, no, dad wasn't there. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but that's not, that's not going to always give you a pass or because you didn't have that father figure in your life that you could just do whatever. Like, you could be out here wilding. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, definitely checking that kind of behavior too. It's like, okay, you just want to be toxic at that, at that point. I, I totally agree with that because I do feel like, even like as Black women, we do use like past traumas as a way to like um, make excuses on how we treat black men or even each other, right? And and I'm all for breaking traditional and culture um, curses. Yeah. So if we as a collective, like even on this panel, like we we know like what it stems from, like how we are raised. Mm-hmm. Like I was brought up in a single parent household too. Like I, my mom was superwoman, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I wanna I wanna break that traditional curse in my in my household, in my family. Like you see it. So if you see it and recognize it, like it's up to you. Like you have the agency to like break that curse mm-hmm. and break that norm. Like I I am tired of like that excuse, like, oh, she has daddy issues. So like, she can't trust anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah and, and that's, you know, that, that goes on us as well. Like right. because of our, or what we experienced in the past, like, mm-hmm. like we said the disclaimer earlier, like all men aren't the same, all black men aren't the same. Yeah. And you shouldn't go into your next relationship. Uh, of course, you're going to be, you know, a little skeptical because of what you experienced, but you shouldn't just go and jump in your next relationship. Like, ah, you're trash already. I can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Don't bring all that weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, agreeing with Jim, just like my own personal relationships in the past with Black men had me sitting there like, damn. But I'm not going to also be that bitter person. Like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, y'all all the same. Like, I can't do that. That's not fair. Yeah, of course not. Nah, there are some wonderful men out there. Listen, you pro- you know what? A few of us probably on this panel probably met a good man in our life and we let him go. That's also the point. We were too attracted to something that we shouldn't have been attracted to and we let them go. And That's what? What? Why are you friends with them? 
Because you always friends on the ones that we should end up with, right? That's a damn shame. (laughs) That's a part two. We're not talking about black women. No, no, no. (laughs) Janaya, you got anything to add? Speechless over there. I listen, I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But yeah, um it's it's real hard. How many of you got anything to say? I mean, we've been talking and we we you gotta represent the black men out here. Facts, you're the only one out here. <laughs> you're yeah, the only one on, your on the show today. <laughs> but um I've been meaning the only reason why like the main thing that influenced me to be more of a listener than a speaker was my dad. Like when I was, not many of you know this about me or may have, but my dad, when I was like between like from birth to seven, eight, like my dad like beat my mom. Like he was a wife beater, right? And so it got like bad really one day. Like he just got really angry one day. I forgot what it was. And it's, from the way my mom explains those situations in that period of our life, it's always from like the little things like, oh, she wasn't acting right. Oh, when she she was talking to me, she was chewing gum. Oh, um, um, she didn't really cook for like three days. And like, I got like upset about that. My dad came from a really traditional household. And so beating women like especially in the motherland like where they came from in Africa like it's it's not out of the norm right and so there can be a chance where any man can be influenced from his like from his upbringing to feel like putting his hand on a woman is the right thing to do but like seeing that and then seeing the way my mom has dealt with that trauma throughout her life, that like, like that, that pains me to this day. I don't think like it's something I ever got over. And yes, like they stopped fighting for like a while now, but like, it's still things that I think about. And so using that childhood trauma slash experience I just wanted to be different from my father. I didn't want to feel like it was okay to put my hands on a woman. Like even I started to say that like in elementary school, luckily. And it was a young kid. Like I forgot, I don't know if we were close, but he was like, yo, you don't say that. Like women, you don't treat women like that. And we were in elementary school. So you guys talk about how you know, keeping black men accountable for like the stuff you say is important. And him saying that at such a young age, when I reflected on that, I like years later in my life, I was like, I wonder what that kid experienced, how healthy his family may have been for him to like check me, especially like back in the 2000s, like early 2000s. And that made me think about my life and like how the relationship between my mom and dad was like genuinely just pretty toxic. And so with that blueprint, I luckily had the, the, uh, the, I just want to say courage to like challenge that and be like, maybe I should start breaking those traditional curses as Annie put it, right? Stop 
the the uh, the ide- ideology of like you should put your hands on a woman right then and there with my line of like my future kids. Like I don't want to bring that at all within my family. And so how do I begin to go into that process of like realizing, yo, this is toxic or is this healthy, especially in a long-term marriage, right? And so when you guys mention how the men in your life really almost in a way dictate your environment of how like black men really treat women, like how do you, do you guys feel like with that mindset, like say for instance, Jamisa and Naya kept that ideology in their minds. Well, I mean, Naya is still going through it, but like, is it an uphill climb for black men to prove to you that we're not all the way trash? Because you have that blueprint of like, okay, my dad treated me this way. My brothers, like most of the men in my life were like subpar, like just, just treated me terribly, right? And as you guys just brought up, like the good men that come into your life and want to actually be a part of it and you guys just like push that to the wayside. Is it because like you guys don't believe that black men can be, you know, uh, beneficial to your lives or a positive influence? Or is it just like, do they have to go the extra mile to like prove to you that we are not the way you say we are? Especially with Jamis. Jamis had like a, uh, I would say a wall in terms of like who she would let into her life, especially strangers, right? And so I, in the back part of my mind, I wanted to prove to her that, you know, not you've experienced this most of your life, but not all people are like this. And that was my main motivation to like basically break down that barrier and like try to, you know, figure out why she is the way she is. And this is even before I even thought of like dating her, right? This is just me wanting to be friends with her and like get to know her in the first place. But my question, like I just throw out there is like, is it an uphill climb for black men to prove to black women that we can be better? Uh, That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll speak for myself for this one um, particularly. I say yes, like there, it is an uphill battle for me just based on um, my experience. It's like, damn, I kind of set the expectation, like if this person's going to prove me wrong, pretty low, <laughs> honestly. And and that's kind of what I'm trying to get out of because I know like that's just adding to the problem, right? And this is why we're having this conversation right now. So um yeah, it's like, damn, like this person really has to prove themselves to me or this male in particular has to prove himself to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of stems from what you were saying. It's just like, you know, just things that we experience in our lives. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a great question. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I have to agree with that. Uh, definitely, Yes. Mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm going to speak for myself um, growing up and where my mom was head of household and the only head of household. And I had to, I saw that she was independent and like, she always like taught me and raised me to be just as independent. Mm-hmm. Cause like my dad wasn't there and like, he would come in and out of my life, in and out of my life. And I think like for her and us, like I realized that 
if someone is not there all the time, you're the only person you can really depend on is like you. It is you. Like you have to like, like if like your one source of income leaves your life, what happens, right? Mm -hmm. So I think like for me, I have like in the the black men I have dated, have put them through tests. Like I've test them on their leadership. Like I've test them that like, like, can I trust you? Like, if I can't, if I'm not able to do something, like, would you come in and help me do something? Mm-hmm. And I, and I have put like men through tests, mm-hmm. like just seeing like, if they even like offer to pay for the first date tests, right. It's always been like test, 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 test. Yeah. Like just to see if they're going to prove me wrong. Right. Just to see like, like if they're not going to um, take on not prove me wrong, but like, just to see if they are trustworthy or like worthy to be in a relationship that I can lean on, like I could depend on you. Cause it's not that like, we always want to be independent. No, but that's survival skills. Like I have to know like how to like provide for my, like I have to, cause just in case you do walk out on my life, like I need to be make, make sure that I'm good. Right. Yeah. So like, it, it is hard to like drop down that wall when you're when you're dating someone that looks like the men that left your life right the men that you see you cannot depend on mm. and it's not fair to you guys but like it is it is what it is right it is what it is like 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 i have picked guys through tests y'all <laughs> <laughs> i have i have yeah. Um, i'm real curious about any like, tests right now <laughs> yeah i feel like every every woman with like similar experience like just not having that great foundation and those good examples do like put men through tests like you have to prove to me like that you will exceed this low expectation i have mm-hmm. no you haven't I, oh, yeah yeah I wasn't um i think for me it's just um because i think of i always think of like my dad i never really think about anybody else but um he wasn't with my mother when he got with her so it's kind of like you need to at least be committed to me first of all mm-hmm. and then it's like you just up and leave and then you just have the kids with someone like it's just crazy to me how now I have to put up this wall it's not even like a brick wall like it's a hundred walls at this point like I literally have to make sure I protect myself like any said survival skills I'm I'm the person that would protect myself before anybody else like I'm I don't care if we're in a relationship or if we're even friends. Like, I'm going to protect myself because that's what I know how to do at this point. Like, I don't know how to even fully give myself to someone else, like, in a relationship because I only learned how to be in love with myself and focus on myself. I've only been independent because my mom has told me to be independent. I've only been the person that wants to go get something done myself instead of relying on someone else to go get it done for me because my mom told me that literally. So if you come into my life and you think that I'm going to give my all completely just off grip, it's not going to happen because I've gone through so much stuff with so many different people and so many different men that at this point I'm like, why should I even give you the little bit of what I got? I need to ease into it. I'm not going to just fully just, jump in the water. No, I'm going to put my feet, t- test the water, come back out. You know, I need to test the waters before I can even just jump into the water. So mm-hmm. that's a little eulogy or whatever you want to call it. Thank you. Yeah. 
thank you so much. And you know what? The the fact that we bring about, you know, Annie, and she says she's put these people through tests, right? And Naya mentioned these hundred walls. It's not just one wall. So those are like two different, they're two of the same saying, but in different type of context, right? And I think when we think of that, it's also the fact that we want to protect us. Like, I don't, I don't want to be crying. I don't want to be sad. Like, I want to be the best person that I can be, right? And I need to make sure that if I'm allowing you into my life, that you have the worth to stay in it right? That you have the worth to, I can give parts of me. I can, I feel comfortable doing that without regretting anything that I've done, right? And so like, that's, I just like that you guys are just bringing this up. Because Hamed knows, I tell him all the time, I'm an independent woman, you know? <laughs> I, 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 I gotta make it work. I gotta make it work. I mean, but if he wants to do something, right, I'm all for it. But I've, my mother has hammered it into me, like, to be independent and never rely on no man at any point in time of your life because these things will happen and you see it's like and we brought up that whole fact of like you have to reframe your own like it's up to you to take that agency and say you know what like yes I can be independent but I can also have this man in my life that may want to help me do these things if need be like we and then that's our ego right it's like it's okay like let that go it's okay he's he's there and that's fine but I'm still able to do the things, even if I ask him to, to do something for me, I know I'm still able to do it, but it's just the simple fact that I'm allowing him to do that for me, right? And so it's like having those personality or character traits to, to get to that point of like, that's how I have to reframe my body and the ways that I've been taught and how I wanna move forward. Because as Annie said before, we do have to teach this to our kids, right? We are thinking about the future, right? We have to push all of these negative traits about Black people in general to a better, more positive aspect. We already see what's going on, right? So, like, we need to think about that, like, from here on out. Totally agree with you, Jimmy. It's, like, gold, gold. Yeah. Um, like, I, I agree with you, but, I, like, breaking curses, we're going back to that. Because we've seen our mothers go through some stuff, Right. And we probably yeah, don't want to yeah. go through the same stuff they're going through, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to allow men to be men. And I quote that because, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we want to I allow men to be men and to lead, right? But it's hard to trust someone to lead when you see, like, in your past that that person couldn't lead, right? Like, when you put your eggs in one basket, like, what happens when someone takes that basket, right? The whole basket. Like, forget the egg, the whole basket. <laughs> like it's like we like it's exhausting yeah. doing it all by yourself right it's Maybe. exhausting we we like it's exhausting we don't want to do it all by ourselves mm -hmm. but we have to mm -hmm. but we have to because like because <sighs> no go on annie i know frustrated because like 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 black women have to be independent like it wasn't a choice for us, right? Yeah. It was never a choice for us. Like, I don't want to bring up like back to slavery. Like, of course we know. Or like where families were separated all the time, right? And even like today, like families are separated all the time. Like, mm -hmm. like I can't say like black men are trash without recognizing what they go through in life. Mm -hmm. Mass incarceration, I get it. Racism, we get it, we get it, we get it. But on the other hand, we go through it with you. Black women go through it with you. We don't wanna be head of household all the time. Like we don't want that pressure all the time. 
We don't want to be independent all the time, but what we do want is someone we can trust to take some of this off of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel you, Annie. I'm exhausted. It's exhausting trying to be a boss. All the time. It's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, so, let me sit on the couch for once, right? <laughs> you have something to say? Thank you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought Jen, <laughs> I thought Jen was continuing. Um, yeah, but absolutely. Like as you all brought up, like we've been like our moms made sure that they instilled in us. Like you gotta be able to sustain yourself. You have to be independent. And you know, I'm not a mother, <laughs> but uh, and none of us are. But especially women with children, like you know, men can get up and walk out anytime. And it's been proven that it's just been a pattern with black men just yeah. leaving their kids. The mom, it falls all back on that single black mother to hold it down. Like, you know, unfortunately that's something that we've all just have instilled in us. Like, you know, I, can I really rely on this person? Like what, you know, what, if, what it's like, what if a lot of the time, so we have to put that that helmet on and there's a lot of pressure like annie was saying um but that's just something that we have to do to make sure we sustain ourselves and we're and we survive especially for the moms make sure their kids good too shout out to the single black moms (laughs) for real man it's hard out here right but and then on that point right (laughs) i think like when black men say like they don't date black women it hurts more because like, if you are raised by like black woman and that single mother, right? Yeah. That have put her body on the line for you. Yeah. That have like, went beyond for you. Like black, like black women love y'all. Love black men too, of course. But like black women have constantly put their bodies, their minds on the line for black men. Mm. Constantly show up. Yeah. Constantly show up even when y'all don't want to fight for an issue that's around y'all but we there on the front lines fighting for you. So when you say like, I don't, I don't date black women and then you put black women down and call, out, call us out our names in front of the world. It's not even like just in front of the black community. No, it's in front of the world. Like you embarrass us in front of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a slap in the face. Right, it's a slap in the face. It's hurtful. It is. Cause I would never, like I would never, go like outside like the black community and trash y'all I can't like i'm not i'm not sitting around like my white colleagues trashing black men oh no 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 mm-hmm. like i'm gonna defend y'all to the death of me i am and and, and that's a fault with black women too like why are we why are we doing this like why are, do we constantly like come and def- to defend black men constantly like we never give up on y'all why like that's a that's a question for the panel. <laughs> when we feel like, like black men don't defend black women, but like we constantly right. feel that way, right? Yeah. You bring up a, a good point though. Like the disrespect is not even in private; it's public. <laughs> and like they they broadcast oh. that on you know social media. Everything is just like damn. Um, but we're constantly the first person in line when something's wrong to defend that. Man, and we just, it's not reciprocated, but absolutely, the disrespect is very loud and very public. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a, uh, that question is, is really good. I mean, I feel like 
You want to write that down for like part two? Yeah, I'm, listen, my brain is working. I'm going back through this and jotting down all the gems. Question for you, Eddie. That, that's a great question. That is a great question. Um, I guess we have a couple more questions to go through. If anybody have um, any more things to chime in, Naya, if you have anything else to say, now's the time. But we can, uh, if not, we can move on to the next question that we have on the docket. Yeah, I mean, um, so we kind of touched on it a bit. Uh, you know, well, we we talked about where the trash behavior is learned, right? Yeah. There's there's figures all around us that are kind of getting in there and making us think a certain way. And there's also the fact that we have to take agency over ourselves. So it's also on part of us to do something for black men to just to think about what they're doing on their own, right? You you listen, y'all not immature. You have to figure it out, right? At some point in your life. So I just want to dive a little deeper into this whole idea of what can black men do better specifically. So we're going to dive into the specifics of what they can do to be better. Wait, uh, before we do that, I'm sorry, can we just like expand a little bit more on like where the trash behavior is learned? Because I, like, yeah. while I was thinking about mm -hmm. these questions i was like it's more so it's uh, of course it starts at home yeah, yeah. for some um but there's other influences and i have to say pop culture so it's one like look, look listen to the music <laughs> that we listen to um mm -hmm. and just how they degrade women in it um mm -hmm. movies tv shows just how these toxic relationships are in these uh in these productions and, and we sitting there cheering it on like yeah i can relate that's exactly how it happens, right? So we kind of made this ex like this exception mm -hmm. to it, like, oh yeah, that's what we expect. It's cool, whatever. It's funny, and then men and their male peers like giving them the the pass, like, oh yeah, bro, blah blah blah, whatever the case may be, just giving them the go and the pass to disrespect black women. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with, with Z on that. But, no, especially like media plays a big role on how like us as a black community we see each other. Like we trust media more than we trust ourselves. Like for real, like what we see on TV and what's portrayed, just like the narrow stereotype, the narrow stereotypes about like black women and baby mamas, yeah. right? Right. Like, how are you guys going to get mad at the parent who stayed, though? How you calling Michelle Obama, Barack Obama's baby mother? Because <laughs> that's his wife. Stop it. Yeah. But that, but, but that's a topic we need to have in the Black community, how, like, media is portrayed and narrated through the Black men for the Black community. Okay. All right. Um... In our our podcast episodes coming up, <laughs> stay out of our our information. All right, <laughs> social, social media is just as toxic for real. Like, I mean, for me, I'll definitely say uh, pop culture is definitely one. But I'm not putting Jamisa under the bus, right? But she did bring up a point where do you guys believe in some way, somehow? Not saying that it's true that black women, even if it's intentionally or not, like self, somehow they're also playing a part in how like men treat women, right? Like mm -hmm. 
women who just take the insult, like the abuse, or who just like, I have to stay with this particular man because I have no other choice, or like you, Jamis, you, I've said Jamis, sorry, Zakia, you mentioned pop culture and the music. Black women are turning up to the same music that are being thrown out there, right? They enjoy that, right? And is it those particular things that in a way positively reinforces men to think, oh, women like this shit too? I, I'm gonna keep doing it. Like, do Absolutely. you think black women can also play a role in men's behavior? Absolutely. I feel like we also have to be accountable. You're right. We are turning up the disrespect. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, like it's pushed on us so much. It's all we see from media. It's all we're listening to mm-hmm. on the radio. It's just so much of it that we're consuming. It's mm-hmm. kind of like we made it acceptable in a sense. And, yeah. and that's the problem. Like we need to start, you know, how we go so hard for everything else. Like why are we not bring the cancel culture back for that that kind of behavior and those kind of things like but yeah we have to also take accountability for how we have you know sheltered black men and also approved uh, or made them seek some or think it's uh, appropriate and gave them some kind of approval that the disrespect is tolerable if it's not directly us like oh oh he's talking about he's talking about whoever I, mean, I don't care that don't got nothing to do with me like yeah. and just getting out of that Okay. Okay. Anybody else think uh, about any other influences that Black men may have that may promote this behavior? Nobody else? No. (laughs) All right. So I think we can. I'm not really sure how to answer that. Okay. But um, what was that going to say? Wow. Brain (laughs) fart. Anyway. I think also like the music part of it, I think also the music videos, like you don't really see black women in music videos. Mm -hmm. And if you do, they're like in the back or doing something like, you know, they're not being at the front of the line, you know, being in the camera, they're not doing anything sexual because every music video I've seen has always been like sexualized or something. Like the women are half-ass naked, excuse my language, but (laughs) um, it's kind of hard for me to even, be like i mean the songs that you know i fall victim to it sometimes like the songs be nice <laughs> sometimes but the lyrics you know it's it's saying stuff different so it's kind of like okay well you can't really i mean you can't uh let me see let me see how to frame this so it's like you always find a way to say oh yeah that's a bad song but it slaps like the beat go hard so it's kind of like you're making excuses for something knowing that you already know what's wrong. So it's kind of like, why do you even do that? So I think we do need to work on that, but um, it's not going to take, it's not going to be overnight. Like obviously some people are more ignorant than others. They act like ob- they're act oblivious to stuff. So it's kind of be, it's going to be a little bit longer for the culture itself to get over that. Okay. Thank you for sharing it brings a good point especially the videos it's never of women doing anything productive or you know it's always us you know with money getting thrown on they on their backside i'm saying mm. <laughs> um liquor pulled on up like all kinds of craziness like it's never anything positive right um and also us allowing 
men to call us out of our names, like the the B word, for example. It's like an, almost in every song I hear. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but yeah, just we have made it acceptable, and we do take partial, you know, credit for that. And and hopefully, as I said, of course, it's not going to happen overnight. But we really need to start um, making it non-acceptable. Okay. Agreed. And also, we need to address struggle love in films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stop like romanticizing struggle love on social media. Like, I feel like we allow like these celebrities and influencers to dictate what love should look like and be like in our lives as black folks, like what black love should look like, like black love should not look like he's cheated on me a hundred million times and I've cheated on him a hundred million times, but we worked it out and we're together and we have struggled love. But like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. Any like the, the simple life is boring. Like I don't want somebody <laughs> relationship where there's no drama where I can't like imagine myself strangling somebody because he's like hitting me like what do you say to that lord that's so toxic it's so toxic like can we change that narrative like please like please it's unhealthy it is unhealthy it really a lot of these a lot of these celebrities don't deserve the fame they have like why are we still cheering and supporting future (laughs) (laughs) He headed a toxic community, <laughs> and men are sharing his posts like, "Yeah, that's my mood. I'm in my bag like the future." Like, you know, things like that. Like, why are we cheering this kind of behavior on? Yeah. Okay. We got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Anybody have anything else to add before we move on to why we can, how we can keep men accountable? Nothing else. Okay. All right, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really we just want to go into being very specific. So something that someone could even do right after they have watched this episode, what can they do to hold their fellow black men accountable? Right? What what can they do? And oh, okay, and and, <laughs> and or black woman. I, I think we said it before. Check your friends, check your homeboys, check your, your homegirls, check your people in your circle. Like it starts with the people that are closest to you, yeah. right? Even if you have to check your uncles that you know don't treat black women well or any woman well, like if your your uncle was dying around, <laughs> like check them too. It was like, how would you like if a man treated me that way, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like that at all so check the people in your circle mm-hmm. like if if you know if you feel in your heart it's wrong what they're saying check them because if you allow them to continue it they're going to go outside of your circle and project that to the world okay. so step one check check your people okay. should make that a hashtag it really is important to check the like first and foremost the people that you are around with and then secondly the people that you don't really know that well but that you see are um have these kind of behaviors they need to be checked too stranger or not honestly right so yeah definitely checking them on those type of things, as well as let's let's stop pushing and sharing 
like this toxic content. Like there's a lot of people, like I said, that really don't deserve the platform that they have because they use it irresponsibly. So us sharing their content is reaching more people. Um, and it, it, you know, that's what's keeping um, this circling. So stopping that, like let's share some positive stuff, like rather than always sharing um, negative things for laughs. Mm. Like everything's not a joke for real. Okay. I would say the one thing um, that someone should do is check yourself. Like also check your people, but check yourself. Like you can walk out into the world and be like, oh, that person did something wrong. But then if you do the same exact thing, you need to be able to know that I did it wrong as well. I need to. So next time, instead of calling that girl a tree short thought, I'm gonna call a young lady. <laughs> and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just, you know, yeah. uh, go after someone because of what they're doing and you need to also just think about what you're doing mm. so don't say oh she's a thought because you can also be a thought so and you just need to figure out you know you're equal so don't just be calling people something that you do also yeah really by example definitely. yeah exactly and i mean annie brought up this one point and i think me and naya have spoken about this a lot how we try to when we see something happening and we, you know, we try to explain to our family members or someone that's close to us. And it was like, if it was me, would you want someone doing that to me? Would you like to see someone else treating me that way? And you'll get people that are like, no, of course not. But then they still do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So like, did you even take it seriously? Like, am I your sister? Am I your friend? Do you, do you care about me deeply enough to actually mean what you just said to me when I asked you that, when I told you, if someone was doing this to me, how would you feel about it? You wouldn't like it. I would be crying to you, explaining to you all the things that they have done to me. That's what she's doing. That's what she is doing. So you have to understand, like, that's the whole part of like, you even feeling sympathy and empathy for her, right? She doesn't want to experience this. So why are you doing it in the first place? And I'm telling you, if it was me, what would you do? So it's like for people, they have to take in that language. And I think that's really hard for them to do as well. Yeah. Um, one thing to add that I believe men can practice is just take like a moment, sit down and reflect on like, because it, this whole conversation started with us, right? So just being more emotionally intelligent, like learning the skills. It's not emotional intelligence isn't something you just like pick up from birth, something that you have to learn about and be curious about, you know, practice you know, uh, like, I would say deconstructing what masculinity means truly to you. Does it mean like, you have, I know it means like be the provider, protect the people that you love, but like the, the other side, like, oh, you got to be the biggest dude, the strongest dude in the world. You got to like, you know, just re, I would say redefine what masculinity is and like try to find a more healthier way to portray you are as a man and what that means in terms of like in like society itself and so taking the time in a moment to like really reflect on your relationships are you treating people nicely are you you know caring about the people that you say you care about um i know this can apply to everybody not everybody has the even the interest to like think about it because their ego just clouds their judgment their ego like blinds them from how they're like mistreating people because they themselves 
believe that they're doing the right thing at every moment at every time but take the moment like talk to the ladies in your life how can i be a better man am i treating you like disgustingly am i treating you not the way you want to be treated what am i doing wrong and just finding that higher level of learning and like camaraderie between you and like the people that you claim that you care about you know i just think that would be one way to go but you know it takes the person to actually you know go down that journey yeah i'm happy you mentioned that segue segue um because i wanted to uh, say like a lot of you know black women also we I, we touched on it, but we also contribute to it. And just speaking on masculinity and a man, like what we expect of a man and these unrealistic things that we put on on men, like, oh, you're a man, you shouldn't cry. Like, come on, like, we need, we really need to stop raising our black sons mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's okay for you to be sensitive. It's okay for you to show emotion, you're human, yes. right? So mm-hmm. things like that, and also just not boxing all men into one category, just one understanding of what we are. And that could be anything, behavior, appearance, physical, etc. Like, I, I feel like that is really toxic as well. And it will encourage like, oh, you know, I'm not supposed to cry, whatever, I'm gonna be tough etc and uh you know and what 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 are they doing to be tough like that's disrespect is what how they see being tough right and and that's kind of what's creating the cycle mm-hmm. so yes letting our men be unapologetically themselves yeah like if you feel like you're an emotional person so what like that that's you right yeah, yeah i love that annie listen i love tears <laughs> <laughs> Ball your eyes out. Like, I want to see it. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> What's the problem with that? Look at Annie. Annie, are you confused? Are you with me? What you, what you got to say? Annie, like, nah, he a punk. <laughs> Absolutely not. Stop. I'm, Bring I'm, the handkerchief. Don't do that. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> they're going to they like, they be going off with Annie in the comments. I'm playing, y'all. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I agree with that. I feel like we raise um, black boys to be men automatically, yeah. right? Like black women, like they're your sons, not your partners, not your husbands. Okay, like we need we need to allow kids to be kids mm-hmm. and boys to be boys and have emotions and don't just like like as soon as they cry, tell them to man up. What does that mean? Like they're eight, <laughs> let them cry. <laughs> let, like. No, let them cry. Mm-hmm. On that note, too, like we need to stop over sexualizing girls and boys when they're so young. Yeah. Like, let kids be kids. Yeah. Uh, so, totally agree with you guys on that. And I also like the first point that Janaya went made, and I'm going back, but like checking yourself. I like that. And Hamed, you also touched on that on checking yourself. Yeah. And like, maybe we should all just do like evaluations on ourselves. Of course. Like we, like we do at a job, like evaluate yourself in your life. And like, I love another tip, like conversations like this. Like, I love this, yeah. like keep the conversation going. Love, love this. Like we, we need to start Shout out to the host. <laughs> right. Plug, right. The Not plug. the host. I said the host. <laughs> 
in case anybody heard that wrong. Not the whole Keep keep the conversation going. Like we need to start talking across the board to each other and not at each other. Right. Like we need to start stop feeling attacked all the time and actually listen to like criticism. But of course, it needs to be like. Constructive, yeah. Constructive, of course, like, and not just like blank criticism. Like, tell me how I can improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and also just be kinder to each other. Like, we are, as black men and black women, we already have so many enemies out there. Like, we don't need to be each other's enemies in the household. Like, it's already so much going out. Like, uh, that's so much against us out there that we do not need to be against each other. Yeah. constantly like let's have these conversations let's talk about it yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean annie i'm glad you mentioned that i mean because that was the whole purpose around this right like i mm-hmm. want anyone no matter how limited your education is no matter how however you feel about yourself that you're incapable of having a talk like this mm-hmm. that you are able to have that discussion with anyone you're sitting next to if you mm-hmm. on the corner selling some weed listen have that conversation you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not judging. We're not judging. We just want people, anyone. We want literally anyone to sit down yeah. and say, "Yo, bro, you know what you're doing is just, it just don't feel right. Like it's just not, it's not good." You know, use whatever language you have to have this conversation, no matter how bad it may come out, right? And we have to be. The thing is, with us, we have to be more open-minded, right? When when people say something to us, we may not like it straight off the bat, right? Because it's, it's coming at you and who you are as a character. Yeah. But at that point, you, you have to really think about it. Like, am I really doing what I intend to do? Am I becoming the person, the man, the woman, whatever you want to describe yourself as or however you, what category you place yourself in? Are you the person that you want to be? It doesn't matter what category you're in. Are you the person that you want to be from here on out? Right. And you have to do a better evaluation of yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for, I think we spoke about that, like just the thing is with the black community, we're not, we're not together so much all the time. We need to get back to that, right? It's more like, yeah, I see you across the street. You know what, tell her that her hair looks nice or tell him that, you know what, I hope you're having a good day today. You know, those simple little things can, can move someone just across the room and they'll be like, wow, I never thought. And even if they don't take it nicely, they're like, okay, and whatever. At least you went that step. At least you went that step and said, you know what? I just wanted to make sure that I'm uplifting my community every single day at every single time when I see someone that I think is representative of who I am and where I want to be. I want them to be somewhere great, right? We uh, I agree. We need to be a little kinder. It goes such a long way. Like you're right, being kind, go such a long way like you would never know how you're going to change someone's life by that one comment you made right so i i totally agree but yeah um absolutely on just having these these safe spaces to have these conversations it's healthy to have these conversations and whether it's on a platform or not like whoever that you feel comfortable with like getting these um, thoughts and expressing these emotions too like you should like and you know you know with a little slip in your hand your third eye might, you know, <laughs> your third eye might open <laughs> it makes for a better conversation little drinky drink you know <laughs> yeah. and, and I can't also, wait until um episode two I got some ideas you know I some ideas okay I got some ideas on what y'all gonna be doing episode two I can't <laughs> wait to hear what these black men gotta say about us <laughs> Yeah, We're I might have to meditate first. Like, <laughs> yeah, and also just like keep in mind, like we know that these conversations are uncomfortable, 
Yeah, but with that, it comes growth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's okay to feel uncomfortable and have these conversations because they are needed. And that's the only way we're going to heal from it. Yeah, Another plug, Black community, go to therapy. <laughs> we all need it. It is time. Like, let's start healing. Like, please. Oh gosh, and he's right. looking down our podcast episodes. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get her off my box. <laughs> now, you got anything to say? I love just looking at all of these beautiful. Now you're chilling. Now you're chilling. No, but seriously, um, how many have any other questions? At this um. I have one to end the conversation off, but I don't know if we're done or not. That's that's where I'm trying to gauge this, right? Oh, well, this conversation could go on for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're being honest, but um, no, for real. Thank you guys for, of course, getting us on this of course. platform to have this conversation. It, a lot of these conversations are uncomfortable, but they need to be heard. Like, Definitely. we can't change things that's, that's not spoken out and, and said, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just have one last thing. I think that we need to, because Annie brought this up, or either Zakia, one of you, or probably all of you brought it up in the beginning, right? This Zakia mainly brought up this word of trash, right? And so I want to leave this conversation with, uh, we can specifically name Black men are what? Instead of calling them trash, what are they? And framing that in a sense of what do we want from them? So I'll mm-hmm. start to say like Black men are, you can say disrespectful, and I want them to be respectful of my body right mm-hmm. so we can name it instead of calling it something that it's exactly not right mm-hmm. we, we need to name it specifically what is it so if anyone look i'll let you each of you just tell us one nice mm-hmm. little framing to a little tidbit that people need to start framing mm-hmm. of changing this phrase and then what it should look like in the future yeah. as soon as you said that a little light bulb went off in my head um <laughs> i would say black men are working progresses and i want them to be okay with growth like it's not good to be stagnant in, um in anything in life like be okay with growth and accepting you know positive reinforcement from outsiders or your peers like if they see something that you're doing is incorrect be okay with having that conversation and getting that corrective action thank you for that thank you yes mic drop on that one like that was good um i would say black men are lost and in need of guidance so I'm just going back to as you grow up. So a lot of people don't have guidance. A lot of people don't have someone that they can turn to to give them that positive role model figure mm-hmm. to guide them through the world and tell them like, oh, this is how you treat women. This is how you treat other people. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. So I think without that guidance, they are lost. I don't want to say that they're completely trash, but you know, there are some traits that they get from other people that can make them trash. So they need that guidance from a, a black man who is being a king in a way to show them how to be that king. So like they're kings in progress, should I say. Yeah, I like this work in progress. Look at that Kia, you over here just, they take it. <laughs> and, and in fact, we need to stop telling all of them that they kings because they don't have king behavior yet. <laughs> <laughs> they need to yeah. 
king behavior. I'm thinking. Hmm. I think I have to disagree with Zakia and Naya. Mm -hmm. Like black men have potential, right? Mm -hmm. And I think like once they know who they are and begin to love themselves, they're gonna be able to reflect that onto black women. So once they work on themselves and and figure out what love is, I think it's gonna be projected out onto black women. So you guys have potential. Yeah. I love Thank you for that. that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> we are naming positive features to our black men out there, all right? Mm -hmm. I have one. Um, I think I would say black men are unheard. Mm -hmm. Like there is, it can be the most trash individual, but I feel like there has to be a reason or like a series of events that led him to follow on that path. And um, what Andy mentioned earlier, like mental health is definitely a thing I feel like uh, we need to keep pushing in the black community. And uh, if men, I mean, we can't speak for their, you know, childhoods because slavery, right? The plight of the black person, generational trauma, like it can definitely affect the household. Uh, parents treat their kids, especially with that generational trauma in mind, and like what it means to truly raise a black child in this toxic toxic country and um, therapy. Black men unheard and they need therapy. And I feel like it's, we need to just promote it amongst ourselves. And I feel like that, that would be a step in the right direction. Everybody needs therapy. <laughs> but can I just say something towards what you said, like black men are unheard because I saw something as well. Like I think Lil Dirk had tweeted something or shared something. He was like, I don't got no one to talk to, so I talk to the streets, but he's in a relationship that's very public, right? And that could have several meanings to it, but just like you're in a relationship that's very public. Like, why do you still feel like you're unheard? Like you can't speak to your significant other. Like that yeah. can't be that one person that you can install that kind of trust with to have these kind of kind of conversations. Like, like you know, you guys could probably touch a little bit more on on your next episode but yeah. that's that's a question that i want to leave with of course yeah thank you thank you for sharing that i mean honestly just you know we throw out some disclaimers and stuff but honestly black men black sons you are beautiful precious and everything under the sun okay uh we we rooting for you we you just don't you're not listening we you're not hearing us we are in every possible way we are right here just making sure you you just reach the potential that we already see in you mm -hmm. yeah right. thank you guys Bronx, so much <laughs> i was sharing the story about like my past but like this this episode has been better than what i expected um thank you for taking the time out of your day unfortunately jasmine wasn't able to come but
hopefully she can watch the episode and like we can hear from her and her thoughts. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like this, this was really great. Thank you for your time. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, exactly. I want to thank you guys for having us and having this conversation. Even though sometimes it's been uncomfortable and thank you for uh, putting your feelings out there. We see you, Hamed. Like we've seen it, we see you and we appreciate it. And thank you, Jim Muse, for, you know, you're doing your thing, girl. I appreciate it. (laughs) And I I can't. Flowers, why people can smell them for real. (laughs) Right, right. Always. You deserve all your accolades. Remember that, y'all. But but this is great. And I look forward to seeing part two. And I hope you have a part three and invite us back. Like <laughs> this might be a back and forth continuous yeah. conversation. It just it's never gonna end, I see. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for you know having enough confidence in us to be on one of your first episodes for real. And also just being you know, us all being transparent, I felt yeah. like that's really what pushed this conversation to be great. Definitely. So. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget, just um, type in your social medias in the chat. And yeah, okay. The video, put them in the you know description so people can... Yeah, you hear that, audience? <laughs> Happen, we're going to start sharing some positivity. <laughs> I'm going to start right. turn up and listen to Lucy, but <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> you already let us know her clubhouse... <laughs> Zakia, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of something. I might have to hit you up as a moderator, all right? Please do. <laughs> I'm ready to talk. <laughs> Any of you on Clubhouse yet? No. I'm y'all my old lady. <laughs> like I am. I'm so far behind on technology and social media. You you want an invite? Like Clubhouse is like what? Like it's I heard it's like LinkedIn and na da da and like uh, I don't think it's, it's people are treating it like LinkedIn because there's a lot of like networking going on. But like, it's like audio based social media platform. So you're literally creating um, group chats or just your voice. You can um, speak, you can invite speakers on, and you're literally just talking. No video, no nothing. So think of it in a way of like Zoom, but you okay. like you can join in any, uh, they call it halls, Akia, or hallways or whatever. Rooms. rooms you're literally yeah. speaking you're listening speaking it's like a bunch of live podcasts basically as i say that it's like a podcast okay okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. i might i might hop on we'll see yeah, listen, it's, it's gonna be a conversation open to the public yeah, i can't yeah. wait to see what you know we let you guys share it as long as you know they watch the episode their brain started twitching and ticking <laughs> i'm hoping you know all right um mm-hmm. All right. I'm free to go. Free to go. Yeah. So <laughs> like we're getting dismissed. Okay. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> 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 but thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. B